0: ever seen anyone get fingered on the dance floor
1: um no but I've always wanted to
0: oh well you should have been at my
1: nuptials (laughs) oh you were oh wait I was (laughs) I guess I missed that I was Ah, in the bathroom
0: (laughs) well welcome back to paranormal everyone six long months it's been six months
1: honestly it feels like six short months to me uh yeah like how the hell I started Working from home in February. I don't even remember the seasons. Like, it's just been like six months. Hello. Bye. Like, what? I gotta say, I've been living my best life while in quarantine. I mean, I haven't been living my worst life. I lost 20 pounds. Well, then there (laughs) you go.
0: (laughs) Best life.
1: Whoop, whoop. whoop. I
2: gained
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, That's our friend Jess. Fourteen twenty. <laughs> she's She's here for a ride. She's gonna tell us a story at the end of the episode but everyone welcome Jess to the podcast. <laughs> right now she's just kissing my dog. I yeah she's good.
1: He loves you.
0: Um, really quick before we even start the episode want to give a big thank you to everyone who sent us messages over the last six months asking us are you okay? Are you alive? Are you? Yeah. Are you corded? live? Is
1: everything okay? Are you guys planning to record this podcast Where's ever the again? the
0: fucking podcast? Here's the thing. Um, I mean, w- Nicolina and I took the pandemic seriously because we both had people close to us and close relation to us who we couldn't risk getting sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so we couldn't record together because we're not a big production. We're literally two girls, one computer and two microphones.
1: Which, speaking of, we have merged our microphones Finally. to create, hopefully, one beautiful sound. Yes.
2: That... One dynamite microphone. Yeah, yes. one,
1: one dynamite microphone, one aggregated device. We have been, like... Call uh, her daddy, eat let's just, that. Let's just... Okay.
0: For real, for real, if we're going to be real about this, the first... How long have I been doing this podcast? Probably three two years. Three years. Two and, and a half years, years, at least. At least. Um, we, th- that entire time, we Jess, recorded. Jess, can you make me a vodka drink, by the way? Nice. Yeah,
1: Maybe I'll have one. Oh. Uber
0: Home. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Um, vodka drink? She takes a vodka <laughs> drink. <laughs> First, like two vodka. and a half years, for real, this podcast was recorded using. My ancient MacBook and one microphone shared between the two of us. We finally have a setup right now where we can have two different microphones and we can record like a normal podcast would. So I'm hoping the sound quality on this one sounds better. Um, for those of you who are new, we're paranormal. <laughs> uh, yeah. We talk about ghosts and cool ghost stories and we're not investigative podcast or a comedy like entertainment
1: podcast Entertainment.
0: i'm interested in the ghosts but i don't want them to hurt me
1: right also i want to say thank you to those who uh rated reviewed oh my god us during this time what like i it. feel like people were like Angel looking baby. for they were looking for podcasts during mm-hmm. quarantine mm-hmm. and they found us somehow yes. and they wrote such really warm-hearted reviews that made this made us want to keep doing this despite the pandemic yes and we're sorry that it's taken us so long to release this we actually did record a previous episode that we just weren't happy with no the one time marie came over and um we just wanted to make sure that the content that we released was worth a six-month wait
0: yes absolutely and uh uh by the way we're hanging out now because we our town has been doing phenomenal and we're in stage 3 of reopening so thank you so much Jess um so you know we've our town is open again we're allowed to hang out with each other we've actually i just saw the other day on my fucking covid blotter that we have no outbreaks in our town really there are zero new outbreaks there are zero current outbreaks so we're doing well um my heart goes out to the to my friends in the United States. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I I hope things take a turn soon for the better. I have very close friends in Florida that I'm just like, girl, what the hell? Mm -hmm. I just, yes. Yeah. Um, so I really, yeah, we really do hope that shit shit slows down over there because we want to go there like oh my god I want to go visit (laughs) Jewel so bad like I don't like it's really been hard honestly it feels like this quarantine has really made my travel bug become more prominent than it ever has before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I've always traveled so I just I feel like I've never really had this like okay you can't yeah, and now that I can't, I'm like, oh my god, I need to go somewhere. Like, yes. Advier looked at me the other day and he was like, I really don't like flying, but like, I can't wait to get on a plane Let's with you. Go. Like, Stephen and I, I just were need just to talking go on a plane. about.
0: Yeah, Stephen and I were just talking about going back to Antigua, yeah. and I was like, how sick would it have been if we went to Antigua, and then it, the pandemic happened, and we were like, oops, stuck in Antigua again. Are bad. i mean i wouldn't
1: be <laughs> mad about being stuck in Antigua, no. but um okay so what are we doing this episode let's, okay so let's first let's talk all, about it
0: here's the layout that we're gonna work with today we're gonna catch you up on our lives real quick we're gonna do because i haven't caught nicolina up on what's been going on recently i've there's been like i mean we talk like often but i've been like oh get better save that for the podcast better save that for the cast So we're going to talk about some stuff, let you guys in on some stuff. And then we're going to do our horoscopes like we usually do. We're going to tell you two super creepy stories. Jess is going to tell you her creepy story. And then we are going to tell you a listener story that was submitted uh, during the quarantine. So you want to give them an update first or you want me to go first? I'll
1: give them an update. Okay, go. So in the last six months, I have officially began working from home permanently. I just like to say in... Regards to that that in November I got my tea leaves read yes. and that lady told me that I was going to be working from home permanently in 4 to 6 months from now and I said like like semi permanently and she was like no 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 permanently working from home. Oh my god. And I was like okay I don't foresee how the frig that's going to happen because mm-hmm. most people want me to at least be in the office a couple days a week. Yes. No well with with the pandemic People don't want you in the office a couple of days a week. Yeah. They want you to stay the fuck home. Yeah. Um. She also said that it was going to be long term. And I was like, so like how long? She's like, honestly, like probably like about two years at least. No. And I was like, two oh. Two
2: years?
1: Two years. And I was like, well, it makes sense because the vaccine probably won't be ready for at yep. least a year or year and a half. And then by the time everyone gets comfortable and like set, like gets the vaccine, that's going to be about two years from now. Yeah. So, um, I don't really expect myself to be going back to an office in two years anyway after I've been working from home for so long. That's the thing, right? I've adapted to this and most businesses have too. So yes. um, I've actually launched a podcast at my own work mm-hmm. that is talking about a lot about COVID and, and work from home and remote and all that stuff and, and housing and everything right now. So that's what I've been doing kind of in the meantime is actually launching a business podcast. Yeah, girl. Um, which has been really like fulfilling and this podcast I never knew that this podcast was gonna was gonna help me in my actual business life Mm -hmm. but it has significantly and Mm -hmm. I'm really really thankful for it um also um I lost my grandmother during um this quarantine which has been an eye-opening thing because a a serious situation that you never you kind of take for granted like being able to hug people and cry and like be in public <sighs> yeah. with people, Thank you so much. I just don't even understand. Like it's very odd to be at a funeral and not be able to hug or console. I can't even imagine how that. And like you sure. have to be five my feet of. Af-
2: that no one could hug you. Yeah, no yeah. one could hug us. My heart.
1: So, um, I, a lot of people take it for granted. A lot of people haven't experienced it yet. But I'm telling you yeah. that when you experience it, you understand just how serious this is and like how much it affects people's lives and i also had a family um so like my cousins their grandfather mm-hmm. died of covid in Jeez. a nursing home oh, so, so oh when God. people come to me and ask me if it's real, it's 100% real. i i kind of have to just like yeah. turn uh, like i have to turn away because i'm just like yeah this isn't a joke people aren't just fucking making it up people aren't It's not a hoax, okay? Like it's just not a hoax. People are dying from it. And and because it's not affecting you does not mean that it's not real. Yeah. Fuck you,
0: Trump? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's staying. Staying That's fucking staying in. We're not cutting that. No, that's staying Um, in. That just snow like I'm snowballing off of that. I also had a friend whose um grandmother passed away from COVID. Yeah. Uh, but she also gave it to her husband. And Ugh. so three days later, her grandfather passed oh, away. Oh, my God. And that was our yeah. biggest
1: fear is that right that yeah. would happen with, yes, my, with yes. my Nona being like in the hospital and everything. And that my nono, you know, it's still a concern because yes, it's still course. here. It's still around. And my Nona was, you know, that's the last thing we want is to lose another member of, of our course. family. Of course, Yeah. So um, that's my update, basically. I don't really have much else. I Yeah. I love my dog. In terms of an update
0: for my life, I, uh, I feel like my entire life has done a completely, like a complete 180, like completely different. Um, I had a diagnosis of like a hormone disorder. So I'm on um, like a treatment plan right now of fixing that uh i've lost 20 pounds in quarantine so that's pretty sick. do you think that it's
1: the the medication that they've given you to help No, with i'm doing keto oh you're doing keto yeah
0: okay. uh, i lost 20 wow. pounds on keto today i fucking had sugar and i don't feel bad about it because i haven't eaten Hell sugar yeah. in like six months uh that's not true i haven't eaten sugar in probably like three two months two months still that's a long time but yeah i lost 20 pounds in two months that's good four
1: cinnamon buns waiting for me yeah girl do your thing yeah
0: i fucking i i mad. like i what did i eat today i had oatmeal cookies i had milk i had fucking pizza i had an ice cream bar because I told my husband if i'm cheating tonight for the first time in two months then i'm cheating I'm fucking cheating, cheating. If you're going to do it, go all in. And then I'll go another two months without eating it. But anyways, so no, I, the reason I went keto though, was because uh, they said that was one of the only diets that can help regulate your hormones for the hormone disorder that I have.
1: Right, right, right.
0: So I was diagnosed with a hormone disorder. I've been dealing with that, trying to figure out how taking this medication and taking these hormones are my, how my body reacts to them and how I can, continue to be a normal functioning member of society because when you fuck with your hormones, you fuck with your personality, you fuck with everything. So I'm trying uh, my best to be a normal human being during all of that. Uh, Thriving in quarantine, I can't express that enough. I have been living my absolute best life, uh, really enjoying time away from people. I feel like I'm kind of an empath Where I have, like, if people are negative, I'm picking up on their negative energy. If people are tired, I'm tired. So being just with my husband and with my dog and, like, just my family and the people who, like, are really important to me, um, I feel like I've kind of, you know, it sounds cheesy, but it's just kind of like you really, like, see the importance. Like, you 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 get what's important. puts
1: puts things in perspective. Yeah, and I'm like,
0: you know, friendships that, like, Oh, just like for an example, like I came back from hanging out with a friend one day and I called my sister, like a driveway hangout, by the way. When yeah. I say hanging out with people, I'm very six feet apart from, from, from them. The usual, yeah. yeah. Um my, I called my sister to complain afterwards. And my sister was just kind of like, sounds to me like that's a toxic friendship. Uh right. it's been a long friendship, but sounds like a toxic friendship because Every time you hang out with this person, all you do is call me and complain about yeah, it. Like, like you're not, you don't feel good after you hang yeah. out with that person. So just realizing things like that, uh, like losing the hustle and bustle of, of, you know, I guess normal life before the pandemic, losing those things and focusing on like the good things. I've been doing well in quarantine. I know yeah. a lot of people haven't, but I'm. I feel like I've been doing pretty well. I feel well. like
1: it's a very difficult time to have children.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm
1: struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Jess
0: is struggling. So
1: I just feel like those those families that are trying to do this, like they don't have childcare. They don't have, the yeah. like, schools are very like iffy right now.
0: Girl, um, I don't even that know. That is a
1: very difficult situation to I be in. I couldn't
0: imagine. If I had children, I couldn't imagine what I would do with them about going back to school. I know a lot
1: of people are homeschooling. I know a lot of
0: people who are homeschooling. Just puts emphasis on like how teachers are extremely underpaid and it how they should be does. making. It Truly does, yeah, 110. Yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure that's all I've heard from anyone that I know about mm-hmm. with kids. Yeah, they say I totally 100 percent appreciate teachers more than i ever did for yeah. sure
1: it's yeah there are certain teachers that just really deserve a lot of credit yeah and they go home and probably have their own families that they need to deal with and that's a lot yes yeah. i agree
0: um i'm also in the middle of redoing my bedroom
1: oh nice
0: uh yeah so that's been a nice stressor and then i found some free furniture on Kijiji, and i was like i'm gonna fucking fix this furniture up Sick. and i'm gonna sell it so i'm gonna try and dabble in that
1: so there were things that you said you were gonna tell me
0: that was it that was it well my hormone deficiency oh, okay okay or okay. my hormone disorder i knew about that oh i apologize i thought you didn't i wasn't sure if i told you the the horn like that i got my results i wasn't sure if i told yeah, you, you, you i told got me. my results you told me i was redoing my bedroom i redid my backyard okay i redid my front yard Yes, you
1: sent me photos
0: uh, <laughs> i redid like the whole outside of my home yes um, and now I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm forgetting things that I was supposed to
1: tell you, but I think we've communicated more. I this quarantine, I, think I, I do have. think that I've yeah. communicated a lot more than I would have ever with certain people. Yeah. Um, just like over communicated, just being like, okay, like I need to, I need some connection. Yeah. Like, I need some humor and interaction. If it's not gonna yes. be in person, I need to talk to you every day.
0: Yeah, I, I get what you mean.
1: Yeah. Um, do you want to do horoscope? some horoscope
0: shit? Yeah. Um, okay. You read mine. Do you and want me on. to read yours yeah. first?
1: Okay. So we're going to do a Gemini horoscope and then we're going to do yes. mine, which is Leo, obviously. Oh, and we should do Jess's And we're going to do Jess's. I've got Jess's up. Um, oh, she's a Sagittarius. So yeah. she's taking a whiz right now. And when she gets back, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do hers too. Okay. So for you, August yes. 8th, um, 10 minutes away from being August 9th, but let's see. <laughs> Too many unfinished tasks may have you feeling pressure, Gemini, creating unnecessary stress. Pace yourself and don't panic if you have to let some go for now. You're probably feeling more sensitive than usual, so you might also pick up stress from the other people around you. Take periodic breaks and go for a walk. This should clear your head and make things easier for you.
0: So this is nail on the head for yeah. me. Yeah,
1: okay.
0: I uh, am still working on my backyard. I'm working on that furniture. I'm selling these plants that we have. We have a pond in our backyard, and Stephen's plants, like, overpopulated it. So we're selling those. So we sold, like, $80 worth of these fucking $2 plants <laughs> today. Okay. Today. 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 Congratulations. Thanks. Um, that's another project, like... My, I'm pretty sure my husband broke his hand, so that's been, like, fuck a project in itself. <laughs> and I'm babysitting my neighbor's American bulldog slash pit bull cross. Right now? Right now. Aww. My next door neighbor, so, like, I've been going over there and checking on him, because I have a dog and two cats. I can't have two large dogs and two cats in my tiny bungalow. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've been going over there, like, a bunch of times, like, yes, there's, so much stress and so many things going on at once. Just, yes, this horoscope is resonates with me. And, yes, my saving grace today was going for a walk to the neighbor's house and checking on the dog during the day. Adorable. So, yes. Um, all right. Are we ready for the Leo horoscope? Yeah, ready. Okay, Leo. Our horoscopes are very similar today. Okay. So, listen to this, Leo. Pressure to get unfinished tasks completed and new ones begun causes emotions to run high leo everyone including you is likely to feel tired and stressed and quarrels may erupt it might be best if you focus on the tasks at hand and ignore the petty squabbles that crop up around you this will keep your blood pressure down and reassure those you want to impress
1: okay i mean i have a lot going on in terms of getting tests on at work mm-hmm. um At home, I mean, I do have to do laundry and things like that. I I don't really, like, that's just, like, everyday stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Admir stayed home and did laundry tonight. So I guess I could have, like, made that a a quarrel if I really wanted. Like, it'd be like, (laughs) you? don't don't do laundry. laundry." Come hang out with me. How dare you help? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that's one thing. But, um... Yeah, like, I I don't know. I, I did have a bunch of things. I, I have to mow my lawn. I have some shit that just... My dad... Oh, I didn't even bring this up, but my dad actually had to get a stint put in. Oh, my God. So, he had a blockage near his heart. And uh, they put a stint in, and he... So, he can't walk the dog. He can't mow my lawn. He can't do oh a God. lot of things that yeah. he would, he would do willingly and, like, without asking like you yes. just come here and do it yeah so now a lot of those things are falling on me which is fine mm-hmm. but it's like okay like um I don't really love mowing the lawn it's not my greatest pleasure so <laughs> Blame you. I yeah. do have to get that done I just didn't do it today I'll probably mm-hmm. do it tomorrow at some point although I have um a dinner with my Father's side of the family. When you're a dinner law. with my mother's side of the family. So, two dinners in one day. Great. And I have to go to my Nono's house and get a dress um, taken in. Um, not because I need the dress taken in, but because I need to spend some time with my Nono. Yes. Yeah, of course. So, because so. I'm perfect. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I just, I feel like I try and st- at least spend one day a week with him. Yes. And just give him some. Uh, attention! Yeah, given the situation that he's he's in with losing my, his wife of sixty three years. Yes, that's a so. Lot. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of activities going on in my life right now that I need to uh, freaking. Yeah. I love
2: you so much. <laughs>
1: is
2: Jess is her my girl. hype girl. Yeah, so, she is. Uh, I love you so much.
0: You're the sweetest. Sweet <laughs> angel. No one
2: needs to tell her this because she's the sweetest. She doesn't ask for anything. But-
1: Get I'm not card. paying Jess to She's be the most here. Yeah. a
2: adorable person alive. She deserves all
1: the respect
2: <laughs> in the world. Yes. I'm so sorry for losing anyone close to you. I love yes. you so much. Yes. Oh, Jess. I'm yes. going to cut You're all real. of that out. Fucking ditto.
0: <laughs> just <laughs> save it to another Jess, file you for want... yourself Okay, listen to. You.
1: you know what? I mean, that's going to be like just something I listen to. Yes. Like, when yes. I guess I'm, I'm a mental, mental, mental health. health yes. Health. Yes, yes saying, bitch. Yes. Jess, do you want me to read your horoscope? Sure. Okay.
2: Sagittarius, yes, for real. Okay.
1: Overwork and the resulting stress and nerve strain could result in tension headaches today, no. Sagittarius. That's it, not true. it might be a good idea to start the day pacing yourself and concentrating on the most pressing tasks. Don't worry, you have to leave some for later. There's a chance that others around you might get into some rather heated arguments. No Stay way. out of it. This would only make you feel worse.
2: No. Uh, I mean, yes. it's, it's
1: very similar to ours as well. Yeah. We, I feel like it's... Hey,
2: ex- I already got into those arguments. Read all Yeah, we wrote yeah. yeah. on. We need yeah. to read all, my We need to re-
1: read tomorrow's for you. <laughs> um, I love you. A letter or call could arrive today bringing upsetting news about money, Sagittarius. Your first reaction Private might be to blame yourself or someone else. But the circumstances are probably beyond anyone's control. Chances are it can be (laughs) set right. Before anyone gets too upset, it's best to investigate and find out what needs to be done. It might take some effort, but all will be well. Okay, I'm preparing you for tomorrow, Jess. So fucking What day
2: is it right now?
1: This for the night. No, what then the night oh it's nine.
2: okay so i get my child
1: benefits tomorrow so we're good oh there you go interesting oh, yeah. okay yeah. Well, hopefully
0: there you it go. comes through there you go yeah done yeah we'll
2: see well okay. interesting very interesting, interesting. I'm, okay i'm mad if it
1: doesn't come through we'll be okay you this is the advice don't get mad okay. it's not it's, it's gonna be, be okay it's control.
2: Control. on for twenty-four all hours. all will be well no, yeah we're
1: Exactly. Okay. So, this episode, we had done. Oh, yeah. So, we had recorded um, a Black Lives Matter episode. Yes. Right. Previous to this. um, But we didn't feel like we were um, equipped enough to say what we said on that episode. Um, We are white women. Yeah. And we feel like we need to be very sensitive to this topic because we have not suffered any. Um, you know we are privileged people. Like we've never suffered any form of oppression. No oppression ever. Um, so we didn't want to say more than what needed to be said, but yes. we also wanted to address it and say that we stand with the Black Lives Matter movement. We agree with them. The media cycle has now gone over this. Uh, and yes, I, and I think we yeah. just we want to broach the fact that this is not fight one yet
0: no absolutely not our time now to shut up and to let black people have a platform to get their voices out
1: we've learned from this time
0: I I went through my no I went through my friends list for real for real yeah I know. so you this all happened like this not this all happened but the death of George Floyd happened and it was jarring it was shocking and it was like for me personally a line was drawn in the sand it's not enough for me for people to say for people to be not racist I'm I'm gonna need you to step up and be anti-racist yeah so for me it's just not enough so I went through my Facebook friends list after this all um you know after this realization came to me and I deleted over 700 people off of my list uh I'm done I'm done. And I don't care anymore about those people's opinion. And I just don't, I don't, I don't have time nor the energy to read their vitriol. I don't have time to fucking entertain their warped view of, of things. I don't have, I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't have the mental capacity. At the end of the day, we just want to genuinely say we both agree that black lives matter and all lives cannot matter until black lives matter and that's the bottom like that's it that's the end of the story there's nothing else to say about it and that's what we agree and if you don't believe it and if you don't agree you can turn this off we don't need your listens we don't need your numbers you can get out of here that's it 1000% agreed
1: okay cool okay (laughs) I am going to do so I didn't know anything about this apparently it's like literally the most haunted place in the u.s um, what how have we not done this well, i know so where? i'm like baffled Sav- where she's gonna tell you it's savannah <laughs> it's savannah georgia oh. um which clearly like i don't know how we didn't know this but yes. of, co- of course this it's is savannah, on my bucket georgia. list to visit so um this specific place is one of the most haunted places in savannah but savannah is apparently just like a very creepy place. Mm-hmm. Most people, like, I feel like we need to go there, like, during Halloween, like, or oh, something, like, it girl. would be very Let's chilling. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this story is, it's kind of a mix. It's, it's kind of a myth busters story. Like, I'm, I'm going to so tell excited. you about how, what people have thought about this certain house, what actually happened. Okay. And a certain person's experience going into this house i am so fucking excited let's go okay so (laughs) on the edge of madison square sits one of the finest architectural efforts in savannah an amber colored greek revival jewel tucked into a leafy green setting called the sorel weed house this home has sparked strong feelings in many people all throughout its lifetime in the historic district There is a rift within the paranormal community between what actually occurred here historically versus what has long been reported as fact on ghost tours. It seems like everyone in town has a take on this particular house. The battle lines are still drawn around the Sorrel Weed House, which could be an iconic turn of phrase, as you'll soon see. If you were to take a ghost tour, you might hear a variation of the following story. Oh, baby. The Sorrel Weed House was built in the early 1840s and designed by noted architect Charles Kluski. The house was built by Francis Sorelle, a wealthy plantation owner who was originally from the West Indies. He married soon after he immigrated to the United States, pairing with a young woman named Lucinda Moxley, who was just 17 years old. She was from an extremely wealthy family, which did business with Francis. Unfortunately, Lucinda died just five years into their marriage in 1827. Two years later, Francis was joined in matrimony again, this time marrying his dead wife's younger sister. No. 23-year-old Matilda. Absolutely not. In 1829. Yeah, so we're talking about a disaster waiting to happen there. Absolutely not. Love the name Matilda. Love the name Lucinda. (laughs) (laughs) Francis's shipping business grew exponentially during this time period and he quickly rose to become one of the city's most prominent and wealthy men. However, Francis did have his vices. He had a long ongoing affair with one young slave girl named Molly. Supposedly, Francis arranged for Molly to have a special quarters set up above the carriage house so that he could have their lover's trysts in private. However, they were discovered one night by Matilda and enraged by her husband's infidelity. Matilda committed suicide by leaping from the second story balcony of the house, bashing her head against the flagstone courtyard. A few weeks after this grisly death, the slave Molly was found in the carriage house hanging from a noose (gasps) and yet another alleged suicide on the grounds. Men ain't shit. (sighs) This is brutal. Yeah. So these grisly deaths are typically given by tour guides as the reason for the haunting surrounding the Sorrel Weed House. But is it true? Well, no documentation has ever surfaced, which proves that Molly was a real person. Okay. So we don't really know if she existed at all. Okay. But um, the infidelity suicide story at Sorrel Weed House is at least plausible. Um. The answer isn't clear because in June, on June fourteenth, eighteen fifty nine, roughly nine months at, before Matilda's suicide, um, he sold that house. Oh so, um, yes. so there's <laughs> evidence that he sold it to someone named Henry Weed for twenty three thousand okay. dollars, and moved his entire family next door to Twelfth West Harris Street. This means that the suicide actually happened next door at 12th West Harris, not the Sorrell Weed House. The evidence that the suicide occurred at 12th West Harris is overwhelming. Matilda's suicide on March 27th, 1860 is recorded in a compilation of Civil War era letters later published in a book called The Children of Pride. Charles C. Jones Jr. reports to his mother in a letter dated the same day as Matilda's death that Miss Sorrell threw herself off a, a second or third story window in a moment of lunacy falling upon the pavement of the yard. A plunge wish ended her life. So she did commit suicide. Okay. It so just wasn't, verified. it was in a different house. Got it. Um, wow. Charles and mentions the location of her death was... Her residence on Harris Street. So it was just the next door. It was next door. It was right next door. Okay, okay, okay. So I mean, theories. I've got some theories going. Yeah, (laughs) there are still many paranormal things, uh, which have happened at this particular house. Events which are difficult to explain away. For instance, many people feel a strange sensation of nausea and choking in the basement. Those who consider themselves sensitive to psychic energy have described feeling panicked for no reason. Then there is the fact that people's cameras and cell phone batteries, which are fully charged before the tour began, are sometimes found to be completely drained of energy by the end of the tour. Um, But why would people experience these strange happenings when the suicide happened elsewhere? There is another theory, one which might explain the strange conflicted emotions many experience in the house. Um that during the siege of savannah during the revolutionary war were located in what later developed into madison square ah Uh, very close to the sorrel house current current location okay this ill-conceived assault in october 1779 was according to many historians the bloodiest hour of the entire american revolution with well over a thousand a thousand casualties recorded yikes um so if the paranormal occurrences in this house are real, the cause has been misidentified is what this person is saying. Got it. Um, and guys who tell the story of the affair and suicide are usually just trying to pull on this the yeah, drama the and the thrill and the whatever of this kind of um, emotional narrative. Got it. So this person, so this was from GhostSavannah.com. Someone um, wrote in uh, Country Living, okay, their story of visiting this location. Oh, I can't. Wait. And Country Living, by all means, is a really reputable source. It is actually, and they would not publish this no if they didn't actually think that there was something here. Correct. So um, we have this this basically ghost hunter. Mm -hmm. who has gone to all of these historical spots around Savannah. And he's gone to this house. And he basically says, like, he's not... He hasn't experienced anything crazy. Like, he went, took pictures, didn't see anything at the time. But when he was in his hotel room, he started going through the photos that he took. Okay, And when he went through the photos, um, he... Basically saw something that was not, was different from the rest of the photos that he, he took. And also the rest of the photos that his peers took at the same time. Okay. So he came across something that still makes him shudder. And one of the photos taken of the dining room mirror, there was an extra face in the reflection. Someone who (laughs) hadn't been standing in the room with us. So we'll obviously post this photo on our social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, He felt something. Um, a dark shadow passed swiftly by um, the full body mirror near his hotel room door. Okay. And then he was like, okay, that's weird. I'm going to look in at my photos now. Mm-hmm. Um, when I sh- And then when he showed his friends the photos who had been on the tour with him, um, he checked the time stamps of the sequence of the photos while comparing them to the shots they had captured. Okay. A lot of them had the exact same images cause they were all taking the same photos at the same time. Yeah. They're all standing together. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, but his camera caught something else in the historic homes, dining room mirror. After comparing various timestamps and images, what he saw didn't make sense. There was a figure of a man Standing in the background, off to the side, in the reflection of the mirror, oh, the man no. didn't fit in at all, at all. His hairstyle and manner of dress appear to be from another time period. Oh my God! The more they examine, doll. Yeah, he does look See? like a doll. Yeah, yeah. Fine, you're so various right. people have viewed the image, and their initial reaction is usually a combination of fear and confusion. No. So um, like Jess, exactly right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't have to go I'm not <laughs> She's
2: actually scared.
1: <laughs> so far response from professionals is that whoever is pictured in the photograph is indeed deceased historical records indicate that the home is located next to or in sight of the siege of savannah which took place in 1779 okay um and that most likely this was a soldier that was deceased during that, that the siege the weirdest part of this was that in his photo okay People disappeared in the photo he took, versus okay. in other people's photos, there are still people there. And so this
0: person, this ghost, has superimposed himself in over pic- top of these over top humans. of these people,
1: and they have now disappeared from his version of the photo. Would you? Okay,
0: here's the question of the year.
1: Yes. If you were one of the people who disappeared because the ghost
0: superimposed himself over you, would you be a Terrified for what the future holds for you, or be pissed off that they ruined your shot,
1: or see all three. A. I mean, a. I'm A, but she's a Leo, so I, don't she's I would be just pissed.
2: Crazy. She's like just crazy.
1: I would be pissed they ruined my shot for sure. Yeah,
2: I'm C.
0: I wonder, like. If maybe the property line has changed at all in any way. Maybe. Maybe. Because maybe their souls are there, including the soldiers. It's quite possible. Right? Like, you don't know. That was my initial reaction at the very beginning when I was like, okay, I'm kind of putting things together, kind of thinking about it, was maybe the property lines had been drawn because I've heard of other ghost stories where that happens, like the property lines change and then they're like... Oh yeah, she lived at this address, but actually this backyard was part of this address at the time. However, I think
1: they're going back historically... So when the property That's lines true. were, yeah, they. I mean, they could have altered since then. Listen, Country sure.
0: Living has the budget for historians to dig into it, totally. so I don't doubt it.
1: I don't doubt <laughs> that, they, that they're. But they obviously, there's obviously other soldiers and other <clears throat> other ghosts yes. that are are also present in that in that
0: place. Yes, I'm. Yeah, that that ghost that was in the photo was clearly not.
1: It would be great if they could eventually just like dig into. Who the hell that could be?
0: Oh my god, I know. Imagine we found
1: out. If there was actually a picture of him somewhere else.
0: Damn bitch. Okay, so my haunting is a famous one. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to give credit to my friend Ruby. Ruby who literally sent me a message i'm going to give you the exact date that she sent me this message get ready for it hold on december 13th 2017 okay three years ago sent me a message i'm an asshole sent me a message about this story and was like you need to cover this and it just never fit in with a theme with a timeline and i always 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 wanted to do it yeah but i could just could never then your, the timeline of your story fit with the timeline of my story. Right, right, right. And, and I was rec- I've was i recently, in quarantine, been re-watching all of American Horror Story uh, yeah. from the beginning season, and I'm on season four right now, mm-hmm. but the season three that I just finished took place in New Orleans, and this story was a prominent theme in... That season. Nice. So it jogged my memory and I was like, fuck, when we get back to podcasting, I'm finally going to do this and I'm going to give Ruby a shout out because one, the name Ruby is awesome and two, Ruby is awesome and three, she told me to do this story three years ago and I still hadn't done it. So let's get straight to it. If you guys haven't known yet, I'm doing the story of the LaLaurie Mansion. My sources were... Uh, Amy'sCrypt.com, GhostCityTours.com, and Wikipedia. If you have heard anything about the ghosts and hauntings in New Orleans, you have had to heard about the LaLaurie Mansion. But just in case, if you haven't, there, I'm going to give you like a really brief history about it. A woman known as Mad Madame Delphine Lallerie is responsible for much of the building's reputation. Delphine LaLaurie was born into wealth and political power in 1787. Her legend starts after meeting her third husband, Leonard Louis Nicolas LaLaurie. He was a French expat and he was a doctor. The couple moved into their royal street mansion in 1831, where they were known to throw lavish parties for their well-to-do friends. But soon, rumors began to spread about um, the town about her, Neighbors and visitors thought that the slaves of the Lalaurie mansion were being mistreated, and they weren't wrong. The rumors peaked in 1833 when a neighbor witnessed Madame Lalaurie chasing a young slave girl named Leah with a whip. Terrified and wanting to escape the cruel punishment, she jumped from an upper story of the house to her death in the courtyard. In an attempt to cover up the girl's death, Lalaurie buried the body in the yard of the property. The abuse was reported and an investigation into the household was carried out. LaLaurie was charged with cruelty and as a result, she lost many of her slaves. But because the world is fucked up, there was a loophole and they were quickly purchased back by LaLaurie because they were purchased by her family members so she wasn't allowed to buy the slaves back as if they were property but her family members were and they sure did and then gave them back to her like the psychopaths that they all were
2: perfect
0: yeah it wasn't until 1834 that the la mistreatment of slaves resurfaced into the spotlight of the new orleans public on the 10th of april A 70-year-old woman, chained to a stove, decided to take her fate into her own hands. Now, there's been reports that this woman was Leia's grandmother, but I couldn't find anything to um, concretely kind of um, prove that, that. but just from, like, it's, people say that that's who it was. Um, So, she was chained to a stove. She decided to take fate into her own hands she purposely started a fire out of fear that she would be taken to the top floor of the building from where no one ever returned the fire engulfed much of the house and in turn exposed the torturous condition that the slaves were kept so i'm not going to go into how the conditions that these humans were kept in Mm -hmm. um it's stomach turning when i read about it and um we don't need to like glorify that. It's it's really really gross. If you want to know about it, you can look it up, but like I'm not going to read about it. It just it was horrific. Um authorities responded to the fire and were left disgusted by what they found behind the walls. Once the fire was put out, medical personnel were called upon to remove slaves that were dead, deformed and clinging to life within a torture chamber. Onlooking spectators became enraged at the horrors that were revealed within the house. Records tell of a large crowd that had gathered outside the fire-ruined house, awaiting justice. But it never happened because uh, Delphine Lalaurie ended up escaping in a horse and carriage, and she was never seen again. The angry crowd stormed the property and destroyed it, and stole like everything that they could steal. So the house sat in decay and disrepair for the next few years, and renovations were finally undertaken to restore the house but when they were restoring the house they found human skeletal remains by the workers in the yard and under the floorboards in the home and obviously these remains were believed to be the former slaves of madame la consequently many tortured souls are believed to be trapped within the home so like i said shows like american horror story have made the already infamous location that much more notorious Although the show was not filmed at the actual mansion, uh, but it was actually filled at the Herman Grima house on St. Louis street. So just not far from this house, but uh, in new Orleans, but just not the same house. Nicholas cage actually owned the house for a short period of time.
1: Of course he did.
0: And then I wrote, but just like the dinosaur, dinosaur skull, he no longer owns it. Cause he bought a fucking dinosaur skull, which turned out to be stolen. So he had to return it oh to the my museum. God. Yeah. Oh. The Lallory mansion is considered to be one of the most haunted houses in new, in uh, new Orleans French quarter for almost 200 years. There have been reports of paranormal activity coming from the house. It's no surprise that many hauntings are blamed um, on the slaves that Madame Lalaurie kept on the property. There's a room in the mansion where they were kept, and reports of moaning coming from that room are common. It's not unusual to hear phantom footsteps echo through the house. Even people who have stood near the house report feeling as if they were being taken over by a negative energy. So even though it would make sense that the restless souls of the slaves that Lalaurie had kept are still residing in the mansion, it's believed that there, um, that there are also ones that are not connected to Madame Lalaurie as well.
1: Okay.
0: Another account of a haunting goes back to 1894 when a tenant who lived at the mansion, so the house was eventually converted into apartments at that time, mm-hmm. um, he was brutally murdered in his room. His belongings were ransacked as if someone had gone through them. The police thought that he was a victim of a robbery, but nothing of value was missing. Uh, And when the police interviewed neighbors about his disappearance, one of his friends claimed that he was having problems with the spirits in his house. His friend thought that it was his imagination running wild, but he did say something interesting. He claimed that his friend told him that there was a demon in the house and it wasn't going to rest until he had met his end. The Lallory Mansion was, for a very brief period of time, also a school for all girls during the mid to late 19th century. It started as one of the very few mixed schools in the city of New Orleans, but politics during the Reconstruction era were convoluted and surely enough soon after the school was converted into an all-girls african-american only primary school Mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time reports of physical assaults came to light young girls would go to their teachers with tears streaming down their faces and their sleeves rolled up their forearms would be scratched and bruised when the teacher would ask them who had done this the girls all replied all the same way they would just say that woman okay the girls are in primary school. They're too young to know about yeah. Madame Lalaurie and the devastating tragedy that happened decades earlier. And it's unlikely that the teachers would tell like the six, seven, and eight-year-olds about the immoral torture of the slaves right, right. from decades before. There was also an instance made known to a ghost tours group when a medium happened to be on the tour. Through the night, she had sensed things about various locations. So they had gone to like other haunted houses in New Orleans and she had sensed things about them um, uh, before the tour guide could even tell the story. And within the first sight of the Lallery Mansion, the medium medium sucked in a deep breath and said such sadness as she rocked back and forth on her heels. She pulled out her phone and she took a picture of the mansion. The bricked up window she went on. That's not where the little girl fell out of. The tour guide paused. Simply because she hadn't gotten to that part of the story yet. She quickly recovered and said, You're right. The story goes that Leia fell into the courtyard. As for the bricked up window, I suspect that someone did some interior decorating but wanted to maintain the symmetry on the outside of the home. In the next few minutes, the medium experienced a heavy emotion like a weight had settled down upon her shoulders. She sensed the spirit of a young boy who liked to play pranks on the living and the spirit of a little girl who was often nervous. Did she feel any of the helplessness or anger? The tour guide asked. No, was the response. Whatever happened then with Lalaurie does not visit the house any longer. And that's the story of the Lalaurie mansion. And when my friend Ruby sent me this story originally back in 2017, um... She had actually gone to the house. She had gone there and toured it. Yep. And she said, you can see faces in the attic windows and apparitions in the halls. Oh.
2: The tour guide
0: that we were with had pictures and they scared the hell out of me. Worst of all, some people have seen the apparition of a child falling from the window.
2: Oh, no.
0: The housekeeper of the house came out to talk to them and said that you can feel it when the house does not want someone there. Okay. The current owners have restored the mansion to its previous glory, but they're very respectful of its history and have no issues with the ghosts. And that's it. Damn. 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 Son, I know. I know. That's a good one, though. Like mm. that, it's awful to read about. And but that's like, in New Orleans. Yes. Okay. That Which I sense. want to go to. That like, that's sense. on my bucket list of places yeah. that I want to go to. Okay.
1: Inter- so. Okay, Jess so, is gonna tell her
2: her friend's horror story or ghost story. Yeah, truly I'm telling a friend of a friend's story. Okay. A friend of a friend's story. It's like the cockroach. Yes, freaky or, for stories. stories. Yes. Freaky stories, I love freaky stories. Okay. Okay, here we so, go. So this was my friend's story, but anyways, she told me that her sister in law they moved into this new house, right? And they like her her fiance was not really like he doesn't believe in ghosts or anything like okay. that. So he was just like, oh, stop, oh, stop, oh, stop. Right? And she's a very much a believer. Yeah. So she, like, went down into the basement. And she's like, I feel really strong things in this basement. Ooh. Like, I truly feel really strong things in this basement. She was freaking me out. She was freaking my girlfriend out. Like, we believe her, but her husband does not believe her. Okay. So he went down into the basement and that's where they do their laundry. That's where they do all their things in the day. Like they're, they're just chilling down there. <laughs> all of a sudden, he hears crash. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. And then he like looks at the wall, and someone broke a vase. Oh like, my god. Like there was god. a vase shattered in their basement. Oh my god. And he goes, "Don't do that. That's not funny." Like to his wife, and she goes, "Why the fuck would I break a vase? Yeah, why would I, why do the that? Fuck would I do that? break a vase <laughs> in our basement?" She goes, I have to clean that up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do, but why would you do that, right? Like, he was completely convinced that it was her. Yeah. So, he just kept going on, like, it was you, it was you, it was you. you. So, she was, like, up, up, upstairs, like, with her two daughters. He was in their basement. He has, like, a little family room in their basement. All he hears is, crash! He's like, okay, what the fuck? And he's, like, tiptoeing. And then he goes, "Okay, this isn't funny, though." And he was like, he turned on the light because it was like a literally broken vase across the room. Like he seen the vase fly, no, no. across his face to the wall. So there was
1: literally a vase just being fucking yes. thrown against no, like, the walls. No, like okay,
2: a blue vase though. Every time, a blue. It's vase. a blue one. Why do okay. they have
1: repeated blue I vases? Know, in their house? I don't
2: know. I don't know. They like flowers. They have like okay. just but all blue. these blue I don't know if they have, it. have. I think it was maybe two, it just matches like, their to color scheme. The same base. Like every time I think of it, I'm it's like the same base. It's the same base. Yeah. yeah. That's what. Putting every, it back together. I'm then. not even kidding. Every time I think of it, it's like the same base. Yeah. Okay. I was okay. like, Why would they destroy something that's already destroyed? Like, oh my god. But they are.
0: Oh, Jess, thank you so much for telling us your story. Yeah, that's a good one. That was that's fucking terrifying. All right, are we gonna do a hometown really quick?
1: Let's do a hometown real quick. Okay.
0: Okay. So, okay. so this hometown comes from a woman named Crystal who reached out to us on Instagram. So, she starts it by say, by saying so I'm listening to episode 27 right now. I'm dying about this hotel story. I lived in Lincoln City, Oregon for a few years. Small, small town. It was about 11 years ago when I moved away. I'm curious, okay, so here's an update. Sorry on a past one. I'm curious as to when the story took place because there is no Penny Saver Motel there at all. I know all the motels in Lincoln City, so that was crazy, but The weird thing about Lincoln City is that it's on the east side of the 101. You have Devil's Lake and on the west side of the 101 when driving from Lincoln City downwards, uh, down towards Depot Bay Bay and Newport, there's the Devil's Punch Bowl. Lincoln City always creeped me out and I had one particularly nutty experience there myself. It was probably a little over 13 years ago. I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. We lived in a small two-bedroom house across from the beach. There wasn't a lot of kitchen space. Our refrigerator was actually out in the back screened in porch. And so we had a freezer down in the basement for bulk items, meats, etc. I'm going to quickly divert from her story really quickly to tell you that uh, very early in the podcast, a woman had written in about a penny saver motel that her and her mother had stayed in when they were coming back from a beach and the weather was horrible to the point where they couldn't drive anymore okay. and it was like they were like where where are we going to go and then as if out of nowhere this motel appeared oh um they went back so then they, when they went back to the beach like a month later or something the motel wasn't didn't there exist. it didn't exist and she's like, we still had a receipt from the motel. Oh, my God. The credit card company, like, had the charges on the credit card. That's um, right. But the motel just, like, wasn't there. That's And right. so now somebody who actually Lives is, like, there, yeah. from there is, like, there's no fucking motel there. Right, That's right, terrifying. Right, right, right. Anyway, so she says, anyway, I went downstairs to get something out to thaw for dinner. And when I got to the bottom of the steps, I got a sinking feeling and I couldn't move. I just stood there. What felt... Like, a few minutes later, my ex-husband came down the stairs to find me sitting in a chair in the corner of the basement. He said he called my name several times, but I didn't hear him. Finally, I snapped out of it, and he asked what I was doing, and I just looked at him puzzled because I told him I was coming down to grab some meat. That's when he told me I had been down in the basement for three hours. What? Mm Mm-hmm. It seriously felt like minutes. Oh, no. I have no idea how I got in the chair or what happened during those three hours, but I was covered in goosebumps and could not get rid of the sinking feeling. I refused to go in the basement after that, and my dog would never go on, uh, onto the basement stairs. She always stood at the top and growled while I was down there, mm-hmm. but on that particular day, she had accidentally been shut into one of the bedrooms and wasn't standing over me as I went down. I feel like her being there every other time had protected me and I have no idea what would have happened if my ex had not come down there looking for me. Um, and then she, so she had sent me a few messages. So she was listening to our podcast and live texting me Yeah. or mes- messaging Messing, me. Messaging yeah. And then she says, so I know I'm rambling, but I'm binge listening to all of your episodes and I just want to word vomit up all of my crazy fucked up experiences Every time I listen to a different story, it triggers memories of one of my own. And I feel like some elementary school kids squirming in my seat yelling, ooh, 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 I have one. That's funny. <laughs> I feel that. For example, I heard you mention in one of the episodes about a small child saying something along the lines of missing the angels. Yes, that was an episode I did with my friend Jody, who had come to my house. Okay. Um, and her younger brother was at a cemetery that, near their house and it's, like, it's Burkholder Cemetery. It's up by Limeridge Mall. And the headstones there are so old. Like, okay. hundreds and hundreds and yeah, hundreds of yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. And he said, he looked at the headstone, and he was a kid, and he said, I miss those guys.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Yeah, like, as if he was friends with them, like, in a past life. Uh-huh. So, Missing the Angels. When I moved from Lincoln City, Oregon, we traveled to Arizona. The move was spread across three days, and at the time, my daughter was almost two, and my son was just nine weeks old. We stopped for the night at a hotel and tried uh, and trying to entertain a small toddler. We were playing on the bed. She asked what was in the nightstand, so I opened the drawer, and there was a Bible there. She wanted to see it, so I let her cautiously flip, flip through the pages. Before you read this next part, I feel like I should say my daughter spoke very well by, the age, uh, by this age already. She was clearly articulate and had lengthy conversations. Also, we were not a religious family. We don't go to church. We don't discuss God or angels. She was looking at the pages when she looked up at her father and I and said, I miss him. Confused, I asked her who and without pause or thought, she simply replied God and then paused and she then paused and said, and the angels, I miss them too. I was shook but intrigued, so we casually encouraged the train of thought and allowed her to continue and prompted her to keep talking without asking specific questions that could lead to guided answers. She went on to talk about how they looked after her after she was alive before. So, like, again, a past life experience where she passed away then went back, like, went to heaven. Um, And then said, does it hurt to die? I don't remember. A toddler.
2: Oh my God.
0: It was the oddest conversation and she has had, and she has no recollection of it now, but I remember it vividly. Right, of, right, course. of
1: course.
0: Yeah. I've always been very sensitive and aware. That's not so ma-
1: creepy.
0: Right. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. Yes. Like yeah, let's sit like with the, that for a that second. That like <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. I've always been very sensitive and aware no matter where I have lived, things have found me, but fortunately never anything I would necessarily call malicious. In addition to being sensitive, I always find that I'm drawn, friendship-wise, to others who tend to be sensitive. It always comes without, uh, or sorry, it always comes out after something happens. For example, when I first became friends with the amazing bitch that is now like my sister, I just moved into a new house. Some things had started happening. I was pregnant, and we were having a gender reveal party. People were hanging out throughout the living room, dining room, and the kitchen, I was standing between the kitchen and the dining room with my back to the kitchen, talking to a few people, when I distinctly felt someone pull my hair, a light tug, like a child would do. I quickly spun around and bent down and said, gotcha, thinking it was one of the older children, but it wasn't. There was no one there and everyone looked around me, or everyone around me looked like I was nuts except for my friend who just walked back down the hall from the restroom. I looked at her and without me saying a word, she said, it's a little girl, I saw her already. Oh my God. I was stunned. We hadn't ever talked about ghosts or past experiences like that before. So for her to know exactly what I was, uh, what I was freaked out about before I could tell her had floored me. I reached up and touched the back of my hair where it, where it had been pulled. And my friend said, it's okay, she just wants to play. This house was easily the most active place I have ever lived. Mostly it was the little girl. Another day I was sitting in the living room with my parents who were visiting, my ex-husband, the new baby, and my older daughter. I was leaning uh, my back against the side of the couch, which faced the hallway facing everyone else in the room. All of a sudden, I heard a child blow a raspberry directly behind me. Again, I spun around expecting to catch one of my sons behind me, and no one was there. I yelled for the boys, assuming the culprit had snuck into the bedroom at the front of the hall only for them to come walking down the stairs from the playroom. No one was in the hall and nobody had been behind me and no one else heard the sound that I heard. If you're around kids often, you know the sound of a raspberry. It's unmistakable. Mm. In addition to these obvious interactions, I would constantly hear children running in the playroom upstairs. It was the only room upstairs because all of the bedrooms were on the first floor. Even when all of my children were with me downstairs. On many occasions, I would go upstairs expecting to find the boys had snuck out of bed at night uh, to run around, only to find the room empty and the rocking chair in the corner... I'm going to vomit. And the rocking chair in the corner rocking back and forth. No. I threw out the rocking chair after the third time.
2: Oh, my God.
0: After rearranging and removing some built-in bookcases in the playroom, I found a small door which led to a room that was part of the attic. Oh, no. This is my dream. Surprisingly in this small room it's like Coraline. Surprisingly in this small room the door was maybe chest height on me so I had to crouch to go in and the ceiling was not tall enough for me to stand in. I found a single light with a pull switch the bulb still worked. When I turned the light on I found crayon drawings on the exposed beams and walls. Stick figures, suns, rainbows and the name Abby written oh, oh god written on the beam I asked my neighbor across the street, as they were original owners in the neighborhood. They did not know of an abbey. After a few drinks one evening with said neighbors, I mentioned that I thought the house was haunted. My neighbor immediately said, yeah, definitely. He proceeds to tell me that he sees shadow people in my home when we're gone constantly. Like walking by the windows.
1: Cool.
0: I asked if it was children, and he said that he has seen child-sized shadows, but a lot more have been adult-sized. I saged the house, including the attic. Yeah, I saged the house, including the attic. And the following day I was at the store. My ex-husband was doing yard work out front and the kids were playing across the street with the neighborhood kids. Um, The neighbor that she had spoke to had wandered across the street and was chatting with my ex at the end of the driveway. When he looked up to see the glass in my storm door start to just crumble to the ground.
1: Oh my God. He
0: said it was the weirdest thing he had ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) I sent you the picture already, but he said it was the weirdest thing he had ever seen. It was like the glass had started falling in small chunks to the ground and then it just exploded. And I shit you not. It exploded into the shape of a person. Yeah. Yep. Like a fucking person ran through the damn door. I considered every possibility here. Something could have hit the door. Something could have cracked it. But none of that makes sense because when glass breaks from force on one side, the broken glass is usually on the opposite side of the door. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's going to
1: be all around. It's yeah. not going to be just isolated. That's
0: not what happened here. The door exploded in both directions. When you enter the front door, it's a straight shot through to the living room, down the hall, past the bedrooms to the master. There was glass covering the floor all the way to the back of the hall by the master bedroom. What? But there was also glass out of, out on, like, down the front porch and down the walkway. Right. Down into the driveway. Right. She said, I'll send you a picture, which she did, and we will post. Oh, my God. Because I asked her for the permission, and she said, okay. I did some research, and the subdivision I was in was built on an old plantation.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: God only knows what had happened there, but I noped the fuck out of there and we moved. Not far, just a different neighborhood, but about a mile away. Naturally, I've had occurrences at this house, but nothing. But then she says, I know that was a lot of information all at one time. Um, I really enjoy the podcast. I just started listening to the podcasts about two weeks ago. I binged all of Crime Junkies. Great podcast. And then I found you. I'm currently binging all of your episodes to get caught up and I find myself laughing out loud at work. So thank you for that. One of my employees is now hooked as well. She says she feels like it's just like us when we sit around and talk about this stuff. (laughs) And it definitely is. Thank you for the content. I hope you enjoyed the long but hopefully entertaining read. And then she sent me a photo of the door. Now, here's the other thing about the photo of the door. Yeah. The glass, like, definitely shattered in the form of a human being walking through it. 1,000%. 100%. 1,000%. It's not
1: even a question. But, like,
0: also, like, it's shattered all around. All around, like I, I I don't know how to describe it. You guys are gonna have to look at it on on Instagram. Yeah. But like f- the amount the the size of this hole, there should be no glass left in that frame.
1: That's what I mean. Like it shouldn't be isolated like yes. that. Yes. Like the whole the whole door should be shattered. Yes. Not just like oh like a, that. Like as if someone literally just walked right through like it was it is some sort of
0: a perfect human form i know a perfect human form walking through the door terrifying anyway that's all i got for you this week guys
1: don't forget to rate review and subscribe
0: because we're back now we back and better than ever
1: bad boys for life
0: <laughs> bye